Welcome back to the My Online Schooling podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the online school. In this episode, we speak to a family who are currently in Aberdeen, but actually travelling around the world. Julie, otherwise known as Mum, and Erin form half of the Smith family and they talk to us in this episode about their love of travel, the friends that Erin has made across the globe, and the opportunities that online schooling provides for families wanting to take this route. But we also find out what some of their favourite food is and what they miss when they're away travelling. So come with me and listen in on this conversation with Julie and Erin. Julie and Erin, thank you for being here and welcome to the podcast. How are you both doing today? We're very good. Yes, good, thank you. It's a nice, bright, sunny day in Aberdeen, so we are very happy today getting our source of vitamin D. Excellent. It's a great thing to do when the sun's out. And Julie, you've got Erin with you there. So Erin, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, how old you are and what year you're in at school? Yes, so I'm Erin. I'm 10 years old and I'm in MOS school, which is super fun. I love all the lessons. I do English, maths and science and art and it's very fun. Okay, what's your favourite subject there at the school that you do? Science, probably. Science, cool, nice. Tell me why science then, Erin. You get to learn about so much different things. You get to learn about animals. Right now we're on um, learning about materials and it's just nice to learn about other things. Okay, now, of course, you two are two members of your family. So, Julie, can you explain who else is in your family as well, please? Yeah, so um, it's part of the Smith clan. We've got um, Jacob and he's away at nursery just now. Um, he is, he's just turned five years old. Um, so he's at nursery. And then there's Chris, who's uh, that's the daddy. And um, he's away to pick them up. So, yeah, they've, they've given us a bit of time so we can get a bit of peace and quiet to talk to you. <laughs> Hopefully, Jacob will burn off lots and lots of energy when he's away at nursery. So when he comes back, he'll be absolutely exhausted. <laughs> And we know that as a family, you all like to travel. So tell us about some of the exciting places that you've been to. Oh, wow. Okay. So I think we've covered about 20 countries since we left Scotland. That must have been about 18 or 19 months ago that we left. We had planned to go on a two year trip around the world. Um, So we got to country 19. Uh, we, We travel basically through the whole of the Balkans eastern europe we did some couch surfing as a family which was amazing it was really great fun we stayed with lots of amazing um, families there Uh, we made our way all the way down to jordan Um, so we had great adventures all the way along we went to india the children went to school in india it was a a waldorf steiner school that Erin went to for uh, a few months and jacob went to kindy which is nursery over there. We chilled out on some beaches and then we um, decided just to throw in a little trek to Everest Base Camp, as you do, um, and then a pandemic hit. So there was quite a lot of things along the way, wasn't there, Erin? There was, yeah. We didn't expect to happen, which made an interesting story. So you mentioned about couch surfing. Tell me a little bit more about what that is and how that works then. So couch surfing is literally, um, it can be you know, grabbing a bed or grabbing a couch or grabbing some mattresses on the floor in somebody's house. And there is no money passed over. So it's free of charge. You can stay with, we stayed with just families. So we went on looking for families to stay with. 
and we found the most amazing people with the biggest hearts and they were wonderful and we, we met some great people we stayed with some wonderful people we, yeah. we found some very funny stories along yes. the way and we made some lifelong friends to be honest so yeah we slept on floors or sometimes we had a, a whole apartment to ourselves with a private pool it was a, a wonderful experience for all of us and the children. Erin, which place would you say was the best place that you stayed at? Ooh, maybe Serbia was quite good. I liked Serbia. Yeah, Serbia was Serbia was nice. Was fun. You also liked the place with the pool. Yes. That was quite good. That was a really nice Polish, Polish family. Polish, yes. They basically said, here, just take our apartment. We're off, off to a wedding. And we'd met them for 24 hours and they just left us in the house with their dog at a private pool and it was really lovely it, like the, the kindness of humanity let's put it down to that it was it was very generous tell me what led to you deciding you were going to travel around the world doing this yeah i think well years ago millions of years ago when chris and i were single and prior to the children coming along we did uh, a year out and we went traveling around the world that was in 2007, and I've always had a, a, a travel bug, to be honest. I've done it a couple of times, and I've really loved it. Chris also then got the travel bug. We came home. We then conformed, and you know, we carried on with the, the corporate jobs, and we bought the bigger house and more cars and more stuff and had children, had a bit of a burnout, as you do, and realized, you know, we've always wanted to do this again, so uh, let's save our pennies and work really hard. And we did that for a very, very long time. Um, we saved the pennies, we sold everything, we rented out our house and we made the commitment that we're going to do this with the children. And it took a long time to get to that point because we didn't have jobs that we could do remotely. So we knew we had to save the money to do that. And we thought, well, let's go for it and see what happens. And we all love it. And we like that transient lifestyle. So I don't see it as being a one-off. I see it as being part of our life going forward now. Uh, to continue traveling as a family and MOS helps do that because obviously you know I'll probably lead on later but you know we were homeschooling the children um, moving around quite a lot and um, you know we're not teachers so you know I think yeah. at the end of the day for us it was one of those things that we we always wanted to do this as a family and we made it happen through a lot of kind of hard work to be honest. And Erin when you all travel from one place to another do you find that quite exciting to get to a new place or do you find it at times a little bit scary even? Um, I do find it exciting it's a bit annoying when you unpack all your clothes and all your stuff and then the next day you have to like get it all back in fold it up <laughs> you know and then do it all again the next day but yeah it is exciting to see other places and other people. You were getting really good at folding up underwear and stuff in that in, we, we, we googled how to fold up underwear and, and socks really efficiently so we were really good at that weren't we? Um, yeah. we? We have very very tiny bags and we travel really light don't we? Very light. So everybody's yes. got their own little kind of packet case. You have five pairs of pants, two pairs of socks. <laughs> <laughs> we travel very light so uh, we've all had to learn to downsize and that's when we were you know packing up our bags and selling up the house stuff it we just downsized everything didn't we yeah which we kind of we is that materialistic possessions like not not having too much care about stuff really it's about we're trying to create memories and, and you've got to work quite hard at that to be honest it doesn't always come naturally and, and easily erin do you ever fall out with jacob at all do, do, do your mum and mum or dad ever tell you to stop squabbling or anything like that um yes every day yes <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're living closely together, aren't you? We are, yes. We do fight a lot and scream and yes, every day. <laughs> I think they love each other as well. I'm just going to throw that in there. I think really deep down. <laughs> deep, deep, deep down, yes. They have been together 24-7 for what? Nearly 20 months. Yeah. It's a long time. That's, that's, that's intense. a long time, yes. Mm-hmm. Judy, tell me about some of those challenges then if you're travelling around the world as a family unit like that. Yeah, you are 24-7. You know, not just like the mum and dad, but the children. And, you know, we decided to do this because we wanted to spend more time with our children. But... That's not always easy because, as Erin said, you know, the initial part of our journey, we were moving every two to three days on a road trip. So we were it was full on, but it was actually really good fun. But you're then having to throw in doing some reading, doing some maths, you know, making sure everybody's OK. You know, we're in tiny apartments sometimes, yeah. but the children are mostly always outside. So it kind of helps quite a bit. But yeah, it can be quite challenging. And that's when when you're staying with other families, if the children have other children to play with, that also really helps. But yeah, it it can definitely be challenging. And then I think even more so when we came home, I think we've found it even more challenging because the weather has been so difficult here in the UK. So, you know, when you come back, when you're overseas and you've got the sun shining and you can go outside and play and, you know, you spend time outside with the sunshine and vitamin D, it makes a big yeah. difference but when you come home and you're in the middle of winter and then you're living on top of each other that can be even more challenging to be honest and we've definitely felt that since returning from our travels hence being desperate to get away again so tell me then both of you before you engaged with my online schooling how did you navigate this whole world of education for, for both children as you're traveling around the world so we took a very um, holistic approach to schooling. Erin would be reading her Harry Potter. We would do some maths. We would do some geography. We would spend time with Jacob doing his numbers and doing some writing. And that was pretty much it. We didn't follow a curriculum. We let the school know that we were taking Erin out of school. And we knew that we were going to find a school at some point somewhere along the lines. And we did take advice from the school on this, and they were happy enough for that to happen. They thought, yeah, she's going to learn so much from life skills and traveling. And it, it worked out really, really well. And I don't regret any of that at all. It was very laid back. We didn't have a timetable to adhere to. Um, so, it, you know, that word holistic approach, when... Erin joined the school in Goa. That was a Waldorf Steiner school. And I don't really know if you learned anything in particular. I mean, it wasn't very structured, was the it? The thing was, if you didn't want to go to a lesson, you just go and say, I don't want to go. And then you'd, so if you went to math and you didn't want to go, you just go, I don't want to go. And then you'd go and play somewhere else. And you'd go on a tree swing or something. And yeah. So, so yeah. you had a very laid back approach, wasn't it? But I, I yeah. think you did all the lessons. I mean, you didn't like rebel, did you? Did you do a training analysis? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, that kind of learning was quite different coming from your primary school, which was very structured. Very structured, yeah. To that type of learning. That gave yeah. you a bit of an eye-opener, didn't it? And Jacob's was, again, that was a holistic kind of approach to learning for nursery. And he absolutely loved it because he's completely feral, I think. So I think he just spent the entire time getting dirty, playing with the with the geese that were there and chasing dogs and having real fun. And I think learning should be fun. Um, so they, they both had a really great time. But we did get to the point where we got back to the UK and we, we needed structure. 
um, we felt that we needed Erin to have more support and um, have a more of a structured learning to her. What are you in now? Primary five? Year six, nearly. Yeah. So we knew we, knew we needed to ad- address that. And that's where online school was a, a great choice for us. And it seems to be working out well so far let's talk about that a little bit more what do you see as some of the benefits then of online schooling and how have my online schooling helped you in that way so for us the flexibility on the timetable is really good because we want to head away again because obviously we're in scotland for hopefully a short amount of time but if we start traveling east towards asia pacific then we need the timetable to also reflect um, where we are in that time zone so by picking the timetable, Erin knows Monday to Thursday what she's doing. Um, going forward, if we then start moving east, then my online school can can help with that as well. So it's not as if we're saying, okay, but now we're moving away from our time zone. We we can't. We know how do we sort that out? They have that offering, which was really appealing to us because we know if and when we go back to India, and then once we're allowed into Australia and New Zealand, we're not going to be able to fit in with the UK timetable anymore. And I know that's something that my online school can can help us with. And again, as we know, we haven't picked loads of subjects for Erin. We know that we can add more subjects as we go. And that makes it quite flexible that we're, she's not sitting in front of a laptop for hours on end. And that was really important to us is, you know, we really love the outside learning. We still do quite a lot of that nearly every day. So um, what we didn't want to happen was for her to have loads of online lessons and sitting in front of a laptop Monday to Friday and that doesn't have to happen um, with this type of learning you can make it fit to how what you want out of it for each particular child. Erin tell me a little bit about some of the friends that you've made at school which countries do they generally come from? Um, Well they come from heaps of different countries some of them come from Asia and Australia one friend that's pretty good comes from New Zealand I think and yeah, I have made some friends there. Um, Spain, yeah, Spain. And do you think you'll be able to meet up with some of these people as part of your travel around the world as well? Yeah, I really hope so. And I think when we do get travelling again, it'd be very nice to see them and play with them physically. Yeah, so, I know. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's why it's a bit different. You don't have, like, your breakout rooms are great fun, but it's, it's, it's just different, isn't it? It's not playing with them in a playground. It's just a different way of interacting yeah but it's still really fun and I do get to chat with them and Erin are they people who are from Scotland or from the UK as well and they're living out there or are they people who live in those countries originally um well most of them um do travel um some of them have been um traveling and I've seen uh, people we've been looking at where they went and everything have been telling them about um, their adventures and everything so some of them have settled in England now most of them are in England also oh, they were away and then they, they came back to England and Julie can you tell me about some of the opportunities you feel that online schooling holds for families just like yourselves that want to travel one of the first things that everybody said to us when we said we were going traveling with the children The first question was, what are you going to do about the children's schooling? At that point, Erin was in um, primary three, and we we weren't really overly stressed about it until everybody really started putting their concerns because everyone's got an opinion when it comes to to travelling. And because we were quite laid back about it, um, we were quite confident what we were doing, that was fine. But now, knowing that when we head away again, we have the support of a timetable, um, and even if we can't get Erin to 
go through those lessons real time, we know that we can go back onto the lessons later on that day and Erin can watch the videos for that. So it, it gives you that support that you need, even if it's not real time, as long as she goes and she does the lessons and they can see that she's, she's partaking in doing the learning assessments, that gives us comfort that she's got something that's structured, it's a timetable. Um, we can say, yes, she's doing this and she's happy. And I think that that will work out for other families too. And we've had a great interest um, over the last, Erin started my online school in January this year. So, um, you know, we haven't been doing it for too long now. So it's a whole term. And we have had a lot of people interested in how she's getting on and, and how is it working out for you? So people are genuinely interested because everyone has had a glimpse of what it's like, not even a glimpse, it's like a hello, what it's like to have homeschooling their children and working from home. And we first said we we're going away, you know, as I said to you before, people have an opinion on it. Now everybody's working from home and everybody's homeschooling and they're very aware now of online schooling. You know, how does it work? Oh, that's really interesting. So, you know, it's really opened everybody's eyes to it. So we've had a we've got a lot of people kind of watching to see like how we're getting on and how Erin's getting on. And I think uh, once we get going again, um, there's going to be a genuine interest in, in how it works once we you know, start our travels and how we're going to logistically work that. But, you know, as I said before, if we can't do the live lessons, we just watch the videos afterwards and then submit the homework. And then maybe it might be a little bit all over the place to start with if we are en route or have travel days. But you can make that work. That sounds really encouraging. It's really refreshing to hear the way that you're talking about this through a fresh set of eyes as opposed to looking at education from a, a historic a more traditional point of view and finding it hard to break out of that so I can I can see why some other people may wonder about the route that you're taking but clearly for you it seems to be working very very well. Erin I've got a quick question for you now it's nothing at all to do with school do you prefer being up high in the mountains or do you prefer being down at the beach? That's a difficult one. Um, probably in the beach because you can swim, you can um, have fun playing on the sand, um, it's sunny. Up in the mountains, I love up in the mountains, but you do have to walk a long way. Um, <laughs> it's very cold up there on the beach, you don't have to walk that long, it's nice, you can play around, you can chill, you can chill um, surfing. Or surfing or swimming or playing around. So yeah, probably the sea. <laughs> okay. And what would you say is your favourite kind of food? I really like chicken curry. Um, that's my favourite food. Or a Burger King, that would do too. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're in India, do you get a good chicken curry over there? Do you enjoy the curries in India? Yes, they're really good. They can be very spicy, um, very hot, but they do really good curries. And if I said to you I was going to give you a lorry filled with chocolate or filled with ice cream... Which one would you choose? Um, um that's uh, probably ice cream. You're not a massive fan of I'm either. You're a bit weird. I'm not a massive fan of either. Okay, well, let's say then I'm coming along with a lorry and we can fill it with any kind of food that you'd want it to be apart from chicken curry. What would you choose to be in the lorry? McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, proud moment right there. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> this is what happens when your children are deprived of food in the mountains for six months, eating dalbat every single day. They want McDonald's. Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel as a parent. 
Okay, now, Julie, tell me one silly thing that you miss about home when you're away. Oh, wow. Do you know what? Cups of tea with my mum and a, a good blether, which is a good catch-up. Yeah, sitting down, having a good cup of tea and a chat. That kind of real interaction. A real good hug. Um, I think we've all missed hugs. That was one thing we really wanted to do when we got back from the Himalayas. We mm. just wanted to give our family yeah. a big hug when we got back because there's such importance when it comes to family and cups of tea. That's normal what, cups of tea. Normal just cups of normal tea. Normal cups, not with any weird milk or... Powdered milk and lots or, of sugar. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. amazing if you can... Yeah, you do appreciate a good cup of tea with wholesome milk. The basics. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you both one last question, possibly the hardest question, which is, what is your favourite country that you've been to out of those 19? Shall I go first? Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm going to pick Nepal because I love it. And I think it's in our hearts forever because of the people, because of the mountains, because of Everest Base Camp, because our son, Jacob, is a world record holder for walking to Everest Base Camp as the youngest person in the world unofficially 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 then he is our little mountain hero yep Nepal for me Erin um probably Goa it's nice it's chill there's a pool right next then there's uh and the beach is like a five minute walk away it's just a really nice place I think what's your other two my other two is Jordan and classic Spain (laughs) Spain Spain yes (laughs) all lovely places excellent well look we need to bring this to a close in a moment but for anyone who's heard anything and would like to follow your adventures around the world what's the Instagram account that they should be following oh yes so we are at clan wonder we've also got a website as well which is clanwonder.com and we've documented our whole story there and it's been a, a really great fun platform very enthusiastic community of um, family travelers there Um, they give us some great ideas and um, that they've really encouraged us through our times of need when we were stuck in the mountains it was a really wonderful place Um, and that's I guess what sort of community is all about isn't it that's the importance of community and people around us and clan wonder that's clan with a c so c-l-a-n and then wonder wonder with an a not with an o is that right that is absolutely correct yeah w-a-n-d-e-r yeah well erin and julie it's been great having you with us today thank you for being so open and honest about your travels around the world and thank you for being here as well thank you very much thank you for having us thank you for having it's been us been nice talking to you So that was Julie and Erin, half of the Smith family, travelling around the world. Thank you to both of you for coming on to this episode. And don't forget to follow their travels on Instagram by searching Clan Wonder, that's C-L-A-N-W-A-N-D-E-R, or visit their website, clanwonder.com. Now, if you haven't followed this channel yet, then now's the time to do so, because then when each episode is released, you'll receive a small notification just to let you know that it's available. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now.